Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back to the podcast and it's still January when I'm putting this out. I was about to say welcome to February, but maybe you're listening to it on Monday. So yeah, happy February. Welcome to a new month. So today I'm joined on the episode by a wonderful friend, someone that I am so inspired by that just lights up every single room he walks in and just brings so much joy to everyone he meets. So his name is Henry. He has an alter ego, Fanny Quivers, which you can find on Instagram. And I'm not just going to recommend, I'm going to insist that you follow the account because it is so full of joy and happiness. And it's exactly what we all need during lockdown. Henry and I went to the same school and we ended up working with each other a few years ago. And while we were working together, we had this conversation about, you know, what we want to do with our life and going forward forward and all, all the kind of normal things we, we talk about in our 20s and Henry just I honestly can't explain to you Henry's personality you'll hear it when you listen to the episode he is just this I, I can't even explain it if it was a color he'd be yellow he's just like the sun <laughs> and you're probably cringing listening to me say that but I, I look at Henry and I think what can't you do you are so creative and you have this ability to create something out of nothing He's put on shows. He, I don't know, everything he does is so larger than life in the best way possible. And when we had this conversation and I heard that he didn't really believe in himself like everyone else believed in him, I felt really upset because people like that deserve to see how amazing they are. And I think we're now getting to that point where he realizes just how incredible of a person he is. And that's why I want you to go and follow Fanny on Instagram, which is probably just something very bizarre to him say I'm so proud of how far he's come and what he's achieved and this this new endeavor as Fanny Quivers is just the best thing ever so enough of me just gassing away over here let's jump straight into the episode Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you? Jinx. Yeah, <laughs> Jinx. Well. How are you doing? No, no, others can talk. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I love your jumper. <laughs> Thank you. I just got in from a walk and I was like, I need to freshen up really quickly because it was about 10 minutes ago. So I like wet my face and yeah. put a jumper I slept in on because that is love freshness it. these days. Mm-hmm. It is. Lockdown is just all about <laughs> just, you know, probably not what used to be acceptable, but now is acceptable. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> um, how's your day been? It's been good. I've, I feel like I've not done anything, but I've done stuff at the same time what about you okay. I was working um today until but it's one of those days I was off yesterday mm-hmm. and it's one of those where I've got loads to do so instead of doing the loads to do I just find anything else to do that isn't that stuff I have to do I know so. that feeling you're like oh I could just put Netflix on or just sit down and do something mm-hmm. else yeah mm-hmm. I know that feeling very well Are you in the job that you were in when I last no no I moved into project management oh. um so yeah wild wildly exciting it's mm-hmm. fine it pays the bills and yeah. I've been trying to get out of it or find something a bit more exciting over the last I don't know year or so but you know how it goes and how this yeah. year's been or the last year or so so just keep trying yeah <laughs> it's one of those things isn't it but I feel for you obviously we had that conversation when we worked together yeah. and you kind of I feel like you had so much self-doubt back then and now mm-hmm. I feel like I can't see that anymore from what you do online and uh-huh. I I kind of in you know sat over here watching it through a screen I'm thinking do you still feel like that or do you feel like you're really sort of finding yourself uh the latter yeah 
so I find that, that that seems to have not gone entirely, but it was a bit of a fake it till you make it situation. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, I definitely feel like I've developed and feel more confident in uh, in my abilities now and don't mm. just go, oh, you know, don't be silly. I say like, thank you or, you know. <laughs> oh, it's so hard um, though, isn't it? At that it. beginning, even if, if I don't someone gives it. you a compliment or something, you're like, ah. uh-huh, definitely. It's, yeah, I sit there sort of uncomfortable and yeah, not having any faith in my abilities. And now, yeah, sort of through various situations that weren't necessarily very healthy mm-hmm. people wise it yeah. uh to be on the other side of that is always it feels wonderful and freeing so yeah Aww. it's good honestly it's so and nice you were you see. were one of those people that uh, would say lovely things and, and work, work was very encouraging so uh, very grateful of it well honestly when you said that you <coughs> kind of wanted to do these things but didn't feel good enough you know when you it's hard because you won't see it in yourself but as an outsider seeing you say that I just thought how how do you feel that way when I see you as so much and I think it was really upsetting to see but I'm so glad that you've come out the oh, other side so of it oh thank you yeah it's uh yeah best place to be I feel and I'm, I know you're thriving as well I can see what you're doing and uh, you're clearly uh putting all your your efforts into your creativity and it's, it's wonderful to see you you bloom you were blooming long before I knew you but even more so now and thriving oh, it's lovely thank you so I want to ask about Fanny which is something I never thought I'd say okay um how can't say I'm a material you... expert yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about Fanny right now but how did how did how did she come to life like where did that idea come from okay so where did it begin I when I was 14 mm-hmm. 14 this is I'm not going to list you every moment of every year over the last <laughs> so it <was> <laughs> um but when I was 14 I went to festival mm-hmm. and because I was thinking about this when I was walking because I always think about things mm-hmm. all the time hence why my <laughs> Instagram and my life at the moment is what it is but I was went there with some friends and it was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that it was mm-hmm. I grew up on a farm very countrified very like my dad's very traditional my mum mm-hmm. is is wonderful but she um I sound like I'm about to slag her off I promise I'm not she's <laughs> but... she's amazing so they're, they're both incredible they have their little life which is which is mm-hmm. lovely and so I wasn't really I mean I'd never had a curry until I was about 17 so that just says how what this little life was on the farm mm-hmm. because you know so I went to festival god this is going to be a long bloody story if I keep going on these okay, tangents I'm it. so sorry <laughs> um, but uh yeah so I went to festival and saw all this colour and creativity and or I'd never been to a music festival before I'd never been to a concert more than John Barrowman with my mum at Portsmouth Guildhall so it was it was nice to see like acts that were a bit more uh, exciting perhaps not that I didn't love John Barrowman and yeah that lit a fire in me I was thinking about it as I say earlier and looking back and I was like I think that was the spark seeing the colour yeah. and the excitement and like how camp and carefree everything was that's mm-hmm. colour camp carefree I feel like I should have that on a oh, t-shirt I love that. Um, <laughs> and so that was yeah that was very early days and that ever since then I, was, I would listen to a song or listen to music which is the same thing I don't know why I said the same thing twice and can you tell I'm not used to this <laughs> I know you're doing really well honestly and so yeah I was I would listen to music or the radio or hear something or and, and it would sit with me I would like make mental notes about how mm. I would put this on stage or what event I would perform this at. and I didn't even think necessarily me but like seeing that you know be performed perhaps mm-hmm. depending on what abstract idea that was and from there I went to festival every year and then there was I think maybe two or so years after that maybe I was at 16 17 I saw the went to the Grand Palace of Entertainment mm-hmm. and we saw what was well I don't know if you've heard of Sink the Pink no, um, I haven't. you have there like a an East <laughs> London drag troupe that aren't like your 
sort of fishy drag queens they're yeah. just a mess and it's amazing and it's wonderful and they're all stubbly and glittery and it's great yeah I saw them and I think I wanted to do something like that I knew at that point I started to do birthday parties so for my 16th birthday I had what I called the Henstival okay this is slightly out of order actually but I it was like a festival on a very small scale in a barn with like 40 people it was great fun I got a lot of form spring abuse at the time because there were people it felt very much like I was I know (laughs) it felt very much like I was uh I'd missed somebody off the list so I would get abuse so it became like a a, felt like a big thing at the time Mm -hmm. and yeah so I I did a couple of those and I did one after results day as well it sounds so stupid to look back but that was that was where it all came from the the I decorated it like how I remembered it best of all but with you know whatever I could buy at Poundland or paint corrugated cardboard and Mm. did a lot of that sort of stuff over the years and then it sort of sat on the back burner through sort of various stages of my life where I wasn't believing in myself yeah because of xyz and then (laughs) about a year ago maybe just over a year I started going no it must have been about 18 months ago I started going to karaoke in ride yeah trashy karaoke and I was there and I was like shaking on the microphone freaking out but I was doing it at every opportunity and I still do it now when it's on because I adore it I think it's just it was it's fostered such a the, the guy that runs it fostered such a warm atmosphere mm-hmm. and such a fun atmosphere and didn't take it you know, it's not taken seriously and you sit there and people just people that got there and you might think oh you know really uh, but yeah. that was me as well bear in mind <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying that about other people <laughs> me also. um that sort of fostered or sort of started warming through this uh I'm mixing analogies this pan mm-hmm. of of craziness and then we went into lockdown and obviously encouraged by my friends who I would go with and they're, they're wonderful mm-hmm. and were, were the same way and uh, each week we'd go back and or every however often it was on we'd go back and and embarrass ourselves further but um then in at the beginning of lockdown I wanted a way to start entertain my friends my Mm -hmm. favorite thing in the world is to make is when somebody laughs at something I've done whether it's because I fall over or because I've said something amusing and so I started doing these what I called the socially distant gamathons right or SD gats I don't think I've ever called it that I don't know why I felt the need to (laughs) and now it's SD gants yeah I was gonna say it sounds like my rapper name um (laughs) I started doing those in March and then Mm. I did them every Every week were like 12, 13, I think I did 14 of them, including a murder mystery. Yeah. So that was quite fun. And every time I'd open with sort of mix I'd done, I think the first one I did, I can't remember what it was. I did like a, a stupid mix, a bit like what I, what I released on my Instagram yeah. with my, what I call my fanny vision, um, which is just like a pop culture, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a pop culture icon or, or somebody that I, I sort of take some clips and some music and everything that fits together. And so I was doing that live in just face paint, a t-shirt and a cheap wig I bought from Amazon or, or eBay or Whatever. and I started doing that every week and it was a mixture of it wasn't just like a quiz it was uh, we did a bit of catchphrase I don't know if you've ever seen shooting stars it was a bit like yeah yeah, yeah so it's like mm-hmm. surreal stupid yeah I try and think of a question now but I'd blank and embarrass myself of, of the <laughs> sort of um but so we did a bit of blankety blank catchphrase that sort of thing and it just or and my favorite one of the one of the first ones I did was who's Hitler which was taken from shooting stars yeah which was just celebrities with with a Hitler moustache yeah. in sort of black and white it was yeah I didn't need to explain that it's quite obvious um, <laughs> Um, (laughs) I started doing that and that caught on each week I'd do a new thing and it became the thing that we all look forward to and I was really chuffed with how that turned out and that continued to sort of I was starting to not just simmer I was starting to bubble now which was Mm -hmm. gosh that sounds really like a I don't know where that came from when I pulled that from then I liked it and yeah thank you (laughs) Uh, it kept it it encouraged me more and more to do to do it and to care less about what other uh, what you know other people thought and just have a good time I should probably come back to my whole shame journey at some point because that's a that's a roller coaster 
But it's but so yeah, amazing so, that so. it came out of, I mean, I think the karaoke thing is a big thing because it's, I think everyone has this, well, some people don't and I don't understand it, but everyone kind of has that fear of going on stage or being in front of people mm-hmm. and, you know, putting themselves out there. And I think karaoke can feel like that for a lot of people. I know for me, mm-hmm. if I get up there, I'm like, oh my God. But it's such a it's, a, it's a freeing thing and it gives you that confidence. And then obviously going into lockdown and trying to find ways to keep entertained and be with your friends virtually. Mm-hmm. It's that's such an amazing thing to have come from that. And I feel like your friends have been so part of that journey. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Given you such a boost. It's it's shown you that people mm-hmm. find it so funny and that you've got this amazing thing to share. It's yeah, it's been really fun. Just the whole that whole every week. It was just something to look forward to. Like, obviously I wasn't doing anything else at the time. I was working and then sort of finishing at sort of five and then just writing these games, these mm. making these mixes, doing and then I was just loving it. And they seem to, as you say, and, and building the confidence, going into Ride Town Club, the conservative club on the mm. Isle of Wight. Yeah. Couldn't be more of it. Like and then like getting drunk and singing Britney Spears. This is obviously pre-lockdown, rolling mm. around on an old woman's lap, working for want of a better phrase, working the crowd. And I yeah. think that's what taught me the, the confidence that then sort of these puzzle pieces came together mm-hmm. um for me. And obviously it's very early days still. I, I say as if I've you know been on this journey for years. But no, but you've come or, or so been doing far. It for years. That's the amazing thing. It's it sounds I don't want this to sound cocky, but it feels really good to look back and be like, Yeah, look what you've you've done. Yeah. Even if it even if it's I've only done bear in mind obviously other than my appearances at karaoke. I'm, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Um my like <laughs> going to karaoke night however many vodkas down. Or but I obviously have only done the, the one show because of a lockdown. Mm-hmm. But it getting up on that stage after everything, it felt like a very much, oh my god, everything's building. And I felt like I should be really nervous. And I was, if you ask anyone, as I meandered distantly between the tables as as people were arriving that night, I was like, Don't know what to do, don't know what to do, don't know what to say. <laughs> don't know, as in like but I'd written in my head, I'd written this like two and a half, three hour show. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I started, we had a technical issue and my brother apparently was shaking because he was so nervous for me. Um, and I just hadn't charged the microphone receiver. So as soon as that was sort of hooked up and plugged back in, there were it, I lost every all my nerves. It was so weird. I yeah. never had that before. It just felt like this is this is it. This is mm-hmm. you know, it's really weird. It's uh, I mean, I saw I was dying in bed with COVID when you did this show, but I saw <laughs> so many people's Instagram stories and I was like, this is amazing. It looked like it completely sold out from what I could see. It like, did, it yeah. Very busy. I mean, obviously reduced capacity. Yeah, not to but it looked put myself down, but it was yeah. <laughs> no, but it was <laughs> it looked like there were so many people there and everyone was laughing and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And it just it amazes me. And I always I was thinking when I was watching it, when you are Fanny, do you feel like you're just that character? It's weird because I don't perhaps it's a little heightened, it's perhaps significantly heightened, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm a different character. I know yeah. there are people that do perform with under a different name and, and dress up mm-hmm. in all sorts of different ways and, and they do sort of have that separation, but I don't necessarily think I, I no. feel that way. But it is obviously a very I wouldn't walk into a Microsoft Teams meeting at 8 a.m. on a on a Wednesday morning and be like, morning everyone, hi, hi, and then start doing jokes about blowjobs and and exes <laughs> and you know all that sort of stuff but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is that sort of yeah heightened version of, of me it's the version I am around my friends uh, yeah. around the people I'm closest with friends and family and, and that so yeah it is amazing it's, and uh, it's the thing that I think yeah. is so different with you is how creative you get with it you know the the people that you become you know the Shrek Tracy Beaker stuff like that like <laughs> it is amazing and it's so the kind of stuff that I mean it's my humour it's so my humour I'm glad to hear it and I just that's three like, people I'm so chuffed <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you're not I don't know you're just so you I think that's what I find so amazing is you are like you said I guess you are just a heightened version but it's just I don't know I just find it your imagination 
imagination is amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, it is. It is one of those things where I've had these ideas over the years, and they've mm-hmm. years, and they've just been at the back of my brain in like a in like a, a drawer. And I had note sections overflowing on my phone mm-hmm. of, of different ideas and jokes and all this stuff that I've written over the over the years, literally years. So now I'll be able to sort of gradually take that take the pan lid off. As yep. we go back to that analogy. Yeah. And uh, all the steam's starting to come out, and uh, now it's all the potatoes are burnt on my oven. Now there's so much sort of spilt <laughs> out so that much. I need to get the scour out. <laughs> oh no I love it and I think I don't know it's there's something amazing about the fact that you've kind of been building this up for so long and now you've got the confidence and I feel now it's kind of like the roof's been taken away and you know the sky's the limit you you literally can just keep going and you're not uh-huh. going to have that self-doubt to hold you back anymore no 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 it's um it's been a journey though mm. with with self-doubt as I'm sure you've you've um, I know you've touched on in in podcasts before even the one that I was listening to yesterday mm. your little one you released on the weekend mm. um talking about that image of the world or the yeah. universe sorry and that yeah. tiny dot of the of the earth it's it's been a journey to get from freaking out of the prospect oh my god we're gonna go we're gonna go back you never asked this I'm gonna tell you <laughs> I uh, lived in Southampton for a couple of years and I had mm. such crippling anxiety about other people what people would think about me that I never mm. left my hall's room I didn't have a toilet in that hall's room I had a sink and I would listen at the door for people to go if I needed to go for anything other than oh this has suddenly got very disgusting no I'm um, here for it you know uh, me but yeah it's it's crazy what like anxiety can do to you and 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 how situations and 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 people can that's my dog I apologize you're probably oh. hearing her jangling about collar the whole time <laughs> it sounds like Christmas but yeah it's crazy what situations and circumstance can do to you but and now to look back I, I laugh at that now but I feel sorry for that for that person yeah. for that me but the development of learning to funnily enough I saw another TikTok a little while ago because I know mm-hmm. you love your TikTok as oh, I do yeah. and I, I can't imagine as I discover when talking to my friends there is such a it's such a big vast world of uh, content that the Venn diagram of crossover is so small but when yeah. it does it's it's quite amazing so I did see the the, the universe one actually funnily enough but then you oh, probably you? don't see all the crazy art and Miriam Margulies ones that I see um, <laughs> it's bizarre but one of the ones I saw was somebody talking about how other people's opinions truly don't matter which is mm-hmm. we can all say that we can all preach that loudly to our friends and whatever but obviously it's very difficult to actually do that to actually yeah. believe that and to actually allow that which I think is the same thing I just said three times so yeah just letting that in and letting that like I get really weird anxiety when going to the barbers for some reason because it's a very masculine environment it's a very you know bro-y environment you hear the odd oh you don't be so gay in there and I sort of sit there like in the anorak I don't have an anorak but for the visual I have an anorak yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's that's probably a tiny crack now compared to how I used to be Mm -hmm. that sort of shines through every now and again but it's that who cares I'm never going to see those people again I can tell myself that while I'm in there Mm -hmm. and that might make me relax a little bit but it still doesn't stop that happening the next time no. but it's it's the more and more you sort of preach that to yourself is is you sort of manifest it I guess you sort yeah. of you it sort of becomes true I was watching a Lizzo interview a little while ago and she lived in a car she was homeless but she knew what she wanted to do she knew yeah. not necessarily how big she could be but she knew that what she could do and and her self-belief sort of grew from that and just telling herself and fake it till you make it that's, yeah you know, that is all it is isn't it <laughs> it is so hard dealing with that anxiety though because listening to you and Sal I wouldn't have known that 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 was kind of how you were feeling and it's so up upsetting when you hear stuff like that because so many of us do go through anxiety and we experience it on so many different levels some people can have anxiety and you know it's just one of those things I don't know you have it on a very mild scale it 
it's just, you know, in big situations, going into a supermarket with loads of people, stuff like that, or it's, you know, every day it's crippling you. And it's, it is all about kind of how you choose to listen to anxiety, which is so difficult to actually, you know, train yeah. yourself <laughs> to listen to correctly. But mm-hmm. it's, it's just a really wild concept to me that we've all grabbed anxiety by the balls and just been like, you can be with me forever. It's fine. But uh-huh. yeah, I just, it's amazing to hear that that is how anxious you were and now where you are like do you do you feel ever and this is something that I always feel so I'm just asking because you you know you live on the island and I've said before the Isle of Wight gives me a bit of anxiety do you ever feel when you go into a supermarket on the Isle of Wight or you're around somewhere on the Isle of Wight where there's maybe people you don't know but people you might hang on wait I know what you mean yeah so like you know of people and they know Mm -hmm. of you and do you ever feel a bit like oh you've seen me doing something on the internet because I feel like that all the time I'm like uh-huh. are you thinking that I'm a weirdo and crazy <laughs> or is this okay so uh, when I've experienced obviously I've experienced that less now because I'm not going to supermarkets as much which is perhaps mm-hmm. a good thing perhaps I'm just able to hide in my little sorry my dog's thinking about I'm allowed to I'm able to hide in my own little bubble and and just everyone I've spoken to has been complimentary so I'm not seeing those people perhaps that bit, but <laughs> if this was a different world if this was if I was doing it like a year uh, well 18 months ago rather yeah maybe that would happen maybe that would be but I've always I, I asked you could ask my friends and, and family going to a supermarket on a Saturday was or a Sunday was never something I would do I'd only ever go like mm-hmm. late and evening post six if not later because it's that Isle of Wight thing it's like you're gonna bump into someone yeah you don't know what they're thinking they're probably being like I like to think I don't think like this but I know that people on the island are that sort yeah. of you know oh what are you up to now I'm like I don't want to it's not I interesting to me that. why would it be interesting to you I don't yeah. know like what an awful question and so yeah yeah, it's uh, that's always been like a, another element actually that was always never fun but I guess I approach that now I would perhaps approach that now differently obviously I can't speak on it at the moment because we're mm. hiding away in our little yeah. homes but um, yes I don't have that, that fear as much but maybe that's my own self-delusion who knows <laughs> no but that is amazing like knowing how far you've come and you know feeling that you, you don't care I think that mm. is it you just have to going back to I guess that podcast I, I did the other day and then looking at what other people say because I feel like TikTok the for you page is way too specific now it's weird how some of the stuff that pops up I'm like how do you know that I'm embarrassed standing at a traffic light waiting for it to go so I can you know walk out in the road it's yeah wild but I mean it is all just who gives a shit what other people think because we're all walking around thinking oh my god they care what I think they're oh my god they're looking at me judging me for this they're probably also stood there going oh my god she's she's looking at me thinking why is she worn this why is she doing this and we're all having this internal dialogue going along and you don't even you don't even look at the other person enough to go Mm. what an idiot why are they wearing that I won't there's a lot of times in the past I've gone out in an outfit and felt very self-conscious before I've gone out thinking is this the right thing to wear am I wearing the right thing why does it matter and then when I've got there I've seen someone else wearing something so much nicer and I've gone oh no I wore the wrong thing how embarrassing but I won't remember what anyone was wearing I'll only remember Mm -hmm. what I wore Uh uh-huh and it's like it's, I I had a very similar thought just the other day about how I don't recall what anyone's wearing, but I will penalise myself because I've yeah. worn yellow socks with a yellow jumper without realising mm-hmm. to I don't know to walk the dog. Like no one's yeah. looking at me. <laughs> Everyone's looking at their dog or the steamed up glasses because they're wearing a mask. Like no yeah. one, no one can. No one gives a I shit. don't remember what they're wearing. What lovely regatta, regatta Mac they're wearing. I don't, <laughs> I don't, you know, nothing against regatta. That sounded really really rude. No, not at all. I love regatta. Love it. Um, if they want to sponsor any any of my endeavours please (laughs) go ahead (laughs) 
uh, but it's really true. But it's actually, it's you've reminded me. I don't know whether it was a, <laughs> I'm very much not a dress up and <laughs> dress up. That, I pause there because that sounds like I am very much a dress up person, but not a dress up smart kind of person. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a, an over shirt and t-shirt and jeans kind of guy mm-hmm. or in the summer t-shirt and shorts. And then obviously whatever is in my spare room that yeah. matches whatever wig or doesn't match whatever wig mm-hmm. I decide to put on on the internet. But I freaked out. My friends and I went to a bottomless brunch at Slug and Lettuce mm-hmm. and it's the Isle of Wight. Why, you know, I, everyone knows everyone. It doesn't, I yeah. walked into Slug and Lettuce. I had like, I changed my outfit three times before I went. I was running around. I was freaking out because yeah. I hadn't dressed up smart in ages. Yeah. I hadn't worn something presentable. And I spent the whole day freaking out about it to the point where when we came back to ride, I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to get changed before we go back out again. I was like, I can't do it. I was like, oh. I've been thinking about it. It's so weird. Yeah. But I, so I, I preached all that stuff earlier. <laughs> I preach whatever the word mm. is. But it, it does sort of creep back and, and bite you when you don't expect it, yeah. those things. So like you say, standing at the traffic light, mm-hmm. thinking about what that other person thinking when they're probably thinking the same thing. It's yeah. wild how it our is, brains work. It is mad. Like, And I, I think I'm realising more and more we all think exactly the same. And then it, it kind of gives me this ease because I think if we're all thinking the same thing, then what, what does it really matter in the bigger picture? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go back to that. I, I think that's where the, the self-doubt kind of dissolves because you think if we're all thinking this way, then we're just humans. And it means that everyone's going to kind of give us a little bit more slack because, you know, everyone's just thinking about their own problems and not about my problems. And then it's kind of, you get that point where you think, so why the hell aren't I just doing what I want to do that I feel like I'm embarrassed to do? <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. And I, I like to think, I, I, I presume you've had that experience when you think it doesn't really, you, you have those elements and it might not be there all the time mm-hmm. where you think, oh, I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to put this up because this is really good. And yeah. things come from it. Like you might, you know, people relate to you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I sound like I'm harping on about your podcast because I listened to it yesterday. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like you're saying, uh, people responding to things and mm-hmm. agreeing with you. And, and if you hadn't put it out there, you might not have known that. In my role that I'm doing now, uh, mm-hmm. in my sort of day job, I can't class funny as a job, so don't get any money from it. But my, I, 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 I tell myself in my head that it's my outside of work job. But in my uh, day-to-day job, as I've sort of crept up the ranks over the last few years, being with the company. So in my in my role over the last few years, sort of creeping up different levels, the higher you get and the higher, the larger or sort of more powerful that imposter, imposter syndrome yeah. becomes, the more you realise everyone else is the same. You have yeah. these peer conversations and you know that even those at the top, those that are CEO or, you know, deputy or whatever, mm-hmm. they're normal people, number one, you realise. And number two, they also have had various situations approach this whole situation at the moment is very mm-hmm. much affecting my people that I'm working with they're all faking it so they make it in a lot of things oh, whilst yeah. I don't discredit the incredible knowledge and experience mm-hmm. these people have had especially qualified stuff they they are also just not bumbling along they're thriving but they're also yeah. there are situations where they have to bumble along until they get it and mm-hmm. that's something you don't realize you're not taught that you're not no. taught that at school that you, you will just co- not coast but you will yeah and I think it's quite crippling because you can go through your life and I think when you hit different ages you think this is when I figure my shit out and I know what mm-hmm. life is and what I'm doing but I've more and more as I'm getting older I'm like it's all just an illusion like we've all just been led to believe you get to a certain age and it just clicks and you're like yeah I completely understand what I am what I'm meant to be doing and how my life is but I just Mm -hmm. think you never ever will reach that point because it's not real I think you know absolutely not and we're all taught it and we're all kind of like trying to get through life being like oh my god I don't know what I'm doing and I really should know what I'm doing but I Mm -hmm. think the secret is no one ever knows what they're doing 
thing they just sometimes get it more right than other times yeah and it's sometimes a little bit perhaps more visible than yeah. than the other people <laughs> and I think growing up in and I, I don't know what your family life was growing up. I know your um dad was, was quite creative yeah. um in terms of what he did for a living my dad is a farmer <laughs> and my <laughs> mum well, is a farmer's wife but you know mm-hmm. I hate saying farmer's wife because that sort of discredits her own merits and she's wonderful but they, they are that that is their life that's their career that's their there is mm-hmm. no work-life separation necessarily a lot of the time and growing up in that environment that was that was that thought was that is how it's supposed to be like you're supposed yeah. to live for your career and your wonderful conversation with Ella the other day was so reassuring and mm. so wonderful to hear people and I've we've all I've had conversations with friends about the conversation you have with Ella mm-hmm. uh, we were all talking about how you're absolutely right you were both correct like and we're so glad to hear it because we all sit there and think I'm in a job that it's fine like and I hope nobody I work with is listening to this I hope they are for your numbers but I hope they're not I hope they get an email when this is released saying you need to have a chat (laughs) yeah like not yet four weeks notice at least but here I'm in a job that I enjoy there are elements I enjoy yeah is it what I want to be doing is it utilizing all my skills no Mm-hmm. Is it utilizing the skills that I enjoy doing the most? Probably not. <laughs> but I, I, you know, that's fine. That's something I can sort of park it into. And I'm very good at being like, I start at seven, finish at four, that's it. Yeah. And then on my days off, I do not do anything work related. And mm-hmm. I'm fortunate to be in that situation. That's why yeah. I don't think I'd ever go any higher in my job because the idea freaks me out of the yeah. world's merging. But it then allows me, like like yourself, like with your creative things outside of work, like Ella she was talking about with her illustrations to just, mm-hmm. and, and her um, company with her sister, just to do things that make you happy. Might yeah. not make you loads of money, but yeah. they make you happy and they yeah. fulfill that element, which then gives you that boost to then get on with the working day, which then gives you the money to be able to invest again into the things you love. And I think, I'm, I mean, I think for you, I mean, I don't know how you see it, but I do think, and I'm not, I don't want to upset any work people. I don't think I am. And I think it's okay <laughs> to say all this stuff. I'm quite explicitly clear with my manager. Bless yeah, her. I think, I think, you know, this is a job that you've got right now. And I, I, for me, how I see it for you, I think it's paying the bills for you right now. Your passion is clearly Fanny. <laughs> My passion is Fanny. My dad would be so proud. Your passion is Fanny. (laughs) And I think, you know, that you, in a year, you've come so far with it. It's developed so much and there is no reason why it won't become your job and you won't be out. As soon as the world goes back to normal and you can start gigging places, people Hmm. will come in numbers to see you. Eventually you'll get to that point where, you know, you can say, actually, I think that I'm ready to take a leap into this and not put the pressure on myself to you know it to be my job and my sole income and then feel so stressed that I don't enjoy it anymore but I think you enjoy it so much and other people take so much joy from it it's one of those things that can go so far and be an income for you I I hope so my my plan and obviously what my plan to set out this year wasn't to suddenly the illusion that this virus was going to be gone if we all knew it wasn't necessarily yeah. um but my my plan this year was to sort of get out there and write a new show every month I said because right so my brother I better talk about my brother because he is a, yeah. a force to be reckoned with uh not in an aggressive way that sounds really bad my <laughs> brother is a, a bodybuilder and a personal trainer and he started I promise I'm not going to tangent it makes sense to what you just said mm-hmm. he is a shining example of a trajectory I would like to follow obviously yeah. you'll be shocked to hear not in the bodybuilding world uh <laughs> <laughs> what a bizarre twist of a go less than weights now. <laughs> I know. I look like the before he's the after. But he started working at a gym. Mm-hmm. He 
fell in love with personal training, watching others develop and grow, and then continued to to build on that, did the relevant qualifications, which I know nothing about, but he did that. And we all had doubts around it. I've told him that we all had doubts because he threw himself into it so wholeheartedly, which Mm -hmm. is, I I think it's a a trait of our family just to throw ourselves into something completely because we've all had weird phases. I had uh, an obsession with uh, Doctor Who and Harry Potter, all sorts. When I was a kid, Mm -hmm. it was like an intense phase. Mm -hmm. My brothers had the same with various things. So we were like, okay, it's a bit like one of those. He just sort of spent a few years sort of BMXing like quite intensely and getting a sponsorship and all quite a young age. And then he took up this bodybuilding and there was quite a dramatic physical transformation. But we've had conversations still. And as I say, I have been clear with him there were times where we were like don't you think this is going a bit far and I hate now that I had that yeah. mindset because that's such a, like a an Isle of Wight like a mm-hmm. binary not binary yeah. but like a, a one lane that you should be following kind mm-hmm. of a viewpoint because we're sort of all indoctr- doctor- indoctrinated whatever the word is to, to feel the same way watching him thrive and now he's he's got like hundreds of clients all over the UK he's now self-employed he works mm-hmm. completely for himself he's the most inspirational person you'll ever speak to in your life he's phenomenal and he's got his yeah really really good head on his shoulders he's a massive gentle giant he's great and he's so encouraging of others and we've had so many conversations and he was like what are your plans for the next year but for the first time ever it wasn't like a work interview question or like yeah. a, a family at a, a party like oh what are your plans for the next few years it was like a I want to encourage you I want to see you succeed I know you can do this what are yeah. your plans and that was um he's just amazing and so encouraging and I just yeah he is real inspiration the point of raising that was <laughs> to say that I had this sort of year planned of, of yeah. where I wanted it to go and to grow and obviously that I hope will just resume when this is all over yes hopefully what your, what people enjoy goals? If you don't mind so, sharing. Not at all. No. So I ne- don't never planned for this to be a, a full-time thing in the mm. next several years. I mean, I might be that six months time. I'm like, I'm bored now. Let's move on. Let's find something <laughs> no, else. No. <laughs> I hope it's not. But yeah, my plans this year were to, I had a reoccurring date at where I performed in December. Mm-hmm. And my idea was to sort of make contact. I needed to do one to say that I could do it. Yeah. Because I adored putting those quizzes together every week mm-hmm. because they were like three or four hours. And the show was like three hours. And I wanted to be able to write a show and perform it in several different places around the island around the south perhaps as time goes on and so that I still think is my plan when this is over and sort of see where it goes I just want honestly it sounds so cringy so pathetic I want to make people laugh and smile and I don't care what it I don't care what it makes me money wise I don't care if I always have to have a full time I love making people laugh I love Mm -hmm. making people smile making people just have a good time and that's just my favorite thing and so that's what I hope to bring that's my ambition is to do that for and raise people up to to show people that they whatever they want to do creatively academically or artistically whatever they can do it and it's really good fun I think that that is it though I think you saying that that is I always say to people not like I'm some sort of coach but when people say to me you know I want to do this and this be my career or you know I want this and this to come out of it and I always say you know have you what's been your process with that and why do you feel you've not got there my main thing I always say is what's your why like why are you doing this like what do you want to get out of this on the other side like you're saying you want this but why do you want it do you just want it because I mean I've had people that say oh you know I want to be a a big YouTuber and I've said it in the Mm. past and I never had a why I never had a why behind it it was always you know at one point I did and then I lost that why and you know these people say why why do you want this and it's sort of like I want a million followers so that I've got a million followers I can say I've got a million followers but it's like but why do you want that why what would that mean to you 
and how would that feel for you? Like for me, it's very similar to you. Like I want people to laugh and I want to make people feel good and I want to make people feel normal and, you know, all of these things. And you have to have that. Why? And I think that's where the spark come from. As soon as, as soon as you've got that, the ideas flow, the creativity flows and the love flows and it just becomes very easy almost for you to kind of come up with scripts for shows and as soon as you've got that love and that want to do something that isn't money or numbers that's when it becomes everything most definitely yeah yeah absolutely and it has sort of become everything I'll be walking the dog and I'll be like a song will come on my phone and I'll be like oh that song would be really good Mm -hmm. with a me just as high since bouquet from keeping up appearances and that will go in my little bank until I've got some other uh, so I did and it's sort of all immersive and all sort of does take over but I had that same conversation with my brother and he said Mm -hmm. I say he doesn't have a good work-life balance he has a sufficient work-life balance for him to survive it's very Mm all-encompassing he's sort of got a however many hour turnaround time with responses that sort of thing but he loves it he adores it he has the most wonderful time he does really you know he's got whatever followers and all this sort of thing but he doesn't do it for the followers he doesn't yes there is the bonus that he can do it full-time now and work um for himself and and earn good money doing it but that I don't think that was ever his thing if that never came and he had to work another job I don't think that would be an issue because he loves it he loves seeing people do really well and that sort of thing and um I know you've spoken before about follower numbers and engagement and that sort of thing and at times it's gone up and down and it's Mm -hmm. slipped and that's and I'm saying this from a place but I've had this Instagram account since August it's not even six months so I don't know why I'm talking about it like I'm like I'm an expert but no I've uh I I completely relate to that so there are times where I've released videos over the last few weeks or, or months and I've thought oh nobody's really watching that and I'm like well that's not why you did it you didn't paint yourself green and dress like Shrek Mm -hmm. to get 3,000 views you did it because you like to make people laugh you like Mm -hmm. to do the stupid stuff that makes you happy why do you care what what other people think so it's probably my lowest viewed video so far but I don't care because I had a whale Mm -hmm. at the time my Friday evening was spent well my Friday night was spent scrubbing green out my skin but that's before that it was before uh, that it was a whale at the time yeah absolutely so yeah you say that why is is vitally important it is so hard not to look at the numbers when Instagram and social media platforms push it to you because they it's Mm -hmm. you know it's there for you to see and it is such an important thing on the app for other people it's so hard you can get obsessive over it but you have to you have to pull yourself out of that and it's very difficult and I know I've, I've struggled with it in the past because you can get very sucked into it because it's the way the app works mm-hmm. and it tricks your mind into thinking it's all about the numbers so mm-hmm. I've just peeled it apart and I just thought I'm going to put the pressure and the numbers on one side and remember at the heart of it the thing that brings me joy is doing this started doing random sort of Instagram sorry my dog is loitering around her little Aww. bell or her little collar I, token. I started doing Instagram lives uh, I think I've done maybe have I done two since maybe I've only done the one um mm. since we went into this latest lockdown and I think maximum I think maybe 20 people watched at one point and I remember like I think I had my ukulele and I saw the number was like 11 I was like what am I doing this for and I was like what do you mean what are you doing this for? you know you have that internally yeah. doing Kate Nash's foundations I'm like why am I caring about that number and then I bum the cord because I'm like well just you'd stop doing all this you're just making a thing out of nothing like yeah. if those 11 people that are watching are having a good time even if they're just going on because they're your friends who cares yeah they're having a good time who gives well, a, shit? a good time unless they're completely lying to me yeah. um but yeah no, I'm, I'm having a good time they're having a good time who cares if nobody mm. watches this I don't I I truly don't I I know I, I, you have that that worry does cross your mind but I think at the heart of it I truly don't because I understand the reasoning the reasoning I'm doing it I remember God I remember when I was 
I think when I was at school and I had either Twitter or Instagram at the time and unfollowing people so that my following versus followers ratio Mm -hmm. it looked like more people followed me than I followed yeah which is so stupid so wild isn't it (laughs) why do we give a shit really I know I got a weird obsession a few weeks ago for a a period of time of checking how many people are viewing my stories what who who cares I don't look at a lot of people's story because there's a lot of people on the top of my thing if somebody doesn't see it's so it's the way it's curated is just uh, nuts it doesn't make any sense yeah no it is there Mm -hmm. to make you twitch a bit and be more obsessive over every like the fact that it even shows you how many people flicked through your story and didn't watch it fully I'm like I don't give a shit oh no I I didn't know that (laughs) how are you finding creativity when the world I say this the world is horrible and mad and Mm -hmm. there are I think I like to think I've adjusted quite well I live on my own I'm quite my day-to-day apart from obviously not seeing friends and and stuff is is very different um and obviously going out and and things but Mm. how are you finding sort of creative spurts so you find it doesn't sound nice at all how are you finding creative uh peaks and troughs should we say for me as soon as I have one idea my brain runs to the next idea and as soon Mm. as I get excited about creating it just flows to me and I've definitely had in the last few weeks I've had there was a weekend it was about three days and I sat there and I looked at a screen I looked at my notes and I just thought I have no idea what to, I've got nothing in my head right now I was like I don't know how to be funny I don't know what's funny I don't know how to write a script anymore and then I went for a long drive came back went for a walk just got away from social media got away mm-hmm. from the pressure of it and then came back picked up a book the next day I had all the ideas again brilliant but it, I think taking yourself out of the screens and away from the pressure of it all has been kind of what's helped me stay up. But I think, yeah, the excitement brings me more ideas and the stress takes them away. Uh What about you? I found sort of halfway through doing these quizzes, it was Mm. obviously weekly and then it felt a bit, there was a bit of a slump in the middle where I was a bit like, I don't think I have anything funny to add to this one. I'm running out of ideas, like like you said. And and you've obviously, you've been at it a lot longer than I have. This is only talking over the last, God, nearly a year. That's quite stressful. But yeah, so it, um, there has been t- just over New Year's mm. I had to go back to work I had the week between Christmas and New Year off and then yeah. I had to go back to work on uh, I think like the fourth whenever it was not important and I said I, I got in this leading up to the 18th of December which was my first show there was a lot of I did not internal pressure in the sense of oh my god what was rubbish what was this I sort of didn't care mm-hmm. I didn't charge people for the first one it was like a donation to the bar and whatever so that put that at ease that was that less pressure yeah. there uh leading up to to that it was like all guns blazing I was like crafting sewing gluing doing all this stuff and then post that I had some other ideas that I sort of wanted to do. I had all ideas for the next one. I started doing them. And obviously we went into this sort of another lockdown. Yeah. And I suddenly got to January and I was like, shit, this is this is kind of kind of rubbish. And yeah. everything like I had this vision. I had the confidence that I sort of grasped mm-hmm. from coming out of that first show and being like, right, January, this is what we're going to do. We're going to end in that big Aladdin number. We're going to mm-hmm. come in halfway through dressed as uh, the devil to better the devil we know. I don't know. All ideas that you can watch at some point in the future, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> until they're taken over by the snowball of other ideas. Um, but yeah, I just fell into, for the first time in probably two or three years, I fell into like a slump. Only for a few days, fortunately. Yeah. I fell into a real slump. I was crying. Yeah. I was voicing friends like, I don't know why I'm feeling feel like this. I can't stop crying. Yeah. And yeah, it was really weird. And I went up. So as I said earlier, I used to be obsessed with Doctor Who. Yeah. 
And I watched the Doctor Who Christmas special on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And I think that ignited a little spark. I was like, I could do like a Doctor Who themes. Yeah. Fanny could be the Doctor, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, right, I'm going to go up into the attic at some point, like the third, third or fourth, fifth, whenever. Um, I said, Mum, I need your help. Can you give me a boost into the attic? And I'm, it's no mean feat. I'm quite large. And then, so I was going through this little hole, going through all these boxes of old Doctor Who action figures. They're dolls. They're dolls. I'm not going to masculine. They're dolls. Um, dolls. I'm like, like this Dalek and TARDIS and all this stuff. And I was like, it felt like it was the thing that made me happy when I was a kid was mm. just immersing myself in these worlds that I was creating with all these I had like 300 action figures it's insane it's mm. borderline hoarding <laughs> um and so I was playing uh, playing with them I wasn't when I was a kid I used to play with them and make up these worlds yeah. and stories and and things and it's one of those skills that I think never left as I'm sure that there are things yeah. you look back and like oh that makes sense to yeah. why I do what I do now it's because yeah. uh that was fun um and so I got these out and I suddenly felt like a little bit of joy and I suddenly pictured what I could do and then it snowballed again and here we yeah. are <laughs> I've got all these ideas now of what I want to be doing uh music videos and stupid I want to do like a, a sketch show and like uh are you very much inspiration of that and seeing how your videos uh have um come out over the last few weeks and and your previous stuff obviously all these ideas have come yeah. flooding out of of what felt like nowhere and it's just a sort of change of course I guess and it's just the other stuff and sort of squirreling away writing things that I find funny down yeah. writing little jokes and writing bits and and they'll come back and they'll be useful at some point but for now we're just adapting and, and just make random stuff at home yeah definitely yeah. and it is it's so funny how you can get into those creative slumps and I think every creative goes through it and it feels like the end of the world but it is as soon as you start doing something that you just enjoy and comes so naturally to you that's when it comes back you know and I think I think a lot of us as as people like that you can really dwell on it you can be like I've got nothing I don't know what to do and you can stay in your bed and you can just Mm -hmm. sit there and really well on those feelings but doing that makes it so much worse and you feel so much more pressure you get so much more anxious so much more stressed and it's just I think you just sometimes have to take yourself away from it absolutely Mm. and I don't know about you I'm one of those people that I very rarely can just sit and watch a film or tv series without thinking hmm and then getting up and I've got a craft cupboard I go in there and I think that wall needs a bit of something and now yeah. suddenly I've got a blue arch on my wall like where that wasn't there at eight Here we o'clock go. and now it's there at 11 uh, yeah I'm like and I never saw any of the whiz I never took any of it in that is a, an example from the last few weeks so that's why it's so yeah. uh, explicit um so yeah I can't I get like you say like unwinding starting to read or, or take yourself away from that social media and that's when the ideas come back and it, yeah. it's it's bizarre it's strange how it works that's yeah. why I, I call I've always pre pre this and I was applying for jobs and things perhaps that's why I never got any of them because I'd put on my CV I'm a bit of a creative jack of all trades that makes that. sense as to why I've not I'm too informal but <laughs> yes jack of all trades just, creative here I am absolutely just uh not good at necessarily not excelling at any of them but you know I can do a oh bit my god you are don't well, sell yourself perhaps. short you are one of the most creative people I know I can't believe the things that you can put together craft wise and just see the back of them it's all staples and hot glue honestly <laughs> oh it's amazing well from the front it looks incredible from what I <laughs> see <laughs> no I think it's amazing to see how you've grown over the last few years and how it all makes sense now, how you, like your love for creating things physically and your humour and all of that and how it's all embodied in Fanny and it's just absolutely amazing. Like I'm so, I'm so oh, proud of you, you and I'm so impressed with what you've done. That's very kind. And, and I, I mean this, I don't, I'm not saying this because it's hammy and it sort of wraps up what, how we started, but hearing people like yourself when I was in that 
HR office and I was truly miserable and I was in a weird Tim uh, Tim time of my life and had no self-confidence it was one of those troughs where I was feeling lowest of the low like when you're at the bottom of the well and you just see that little bit of light yeah. you were that little bit of light you had the bucket you were putting it down and you and, and you were honestly and, and you and uh, um, Bella who was also in the office at the time mm. and and my other friends and family that that they're always are encouraging like, and I, I say it now how would I I wouldn't speak to myself how I was making myself feel yeah um and so friends you should always speak to yourself how uh your you would speak to your friends or encourage your friends and, mm-hmm. and give advice to your friends because when you do it's wonderfully helpful when you're receiving that so thank yeah. you very much oh, <laughs> honestly I am so so happy like it just makes my heart sore seeing what you're doing so yeah thank you and I must say because I know they'll be listening to it sounds like I'm on the, the a phone in they will be listening at home <laughs> for listeners no, seriously to everyone who my friends especially and my my family my dad knows now my dad knows I put a wig on and stand in the kitchen str- mm. strumming that doesn't sound very good either but like my my friends that were all there from the beginning they're just so bloody incredible they're so wonderful they're so encouraging yeah. they they lift you up when you're low um and I, I i if i could do an ounce of what they do for me and how they make me feel and how they have spawned this and and in my general day-to-day confidence growth self-belief all of that if i if you can get a group of friends like i've got around me then you if you can have an ounce of that as i say you'd be very lucky because they're just all incredible not gonna lie i got a little bit emotional re-listening to that end part i just oh such a pleasure thank you so much henry for coming on the the show today it honestly it means so much and i am just honestly so inspired by you and everything you've achieved and i just think you are such a shining light in this world and i'm so i'm just so impressed with you i'm so impressed with how far you've come in your journey with anxiety and with the self-doubt and I just yeah you're just amazing and I just I can't thank you enough for coming on if you aren't already and you need some joy in your life please go over to Instagram type in Fanny Quivers and press follow I will leave a link in the show notes so that you can access it I know I went to bed after recording this podcast with the biggest smile on my face so I hope that you enjoyed it just as much as I did and thank you so much for listening and I'll speak to you next week for another episode